Welcome to the BG Podcast, conversations at the intersection of business, community, and public policy from the Austin metro and around Texas. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com slash podcast and on iTunes and Google Play. Hi, this is AJ, CEO of Bingham Group, and today on this Friday, we're talking with Chaz Moore, returning guest, and he's the president and founder of the Austin Justice Coalition. Welcome to the show, Chaz. Thank you for having me. Well, man, I want to start with asking how you personally are doing just with uh, the state of things in the world. Um, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a lot going on, man. It's, um, you know, I, I think with, with everything going on, we have kind of been you know catapulted into the into the limelight which is which is really good because you know now a lot of people are aware um of the organization a lot of people want to get involved um and you know i think that's that, that's been really really amazing to see um just the growth on social media the social media presence and um i think you know austin justice coalition is becoming a household name, you know, so I think it's, I think it's really good that people want to get involved in this work and be a part of the change and be a part of building this new tomorrow. Um, but, but you also know, you know, and I know you've seen it because we're in the same Facebook group. Um, (laughs) It's like the, the higher you go. Oh, um, today? I think it posted today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of other random stuff. Um, yeah, exactly. You know, so, um, you know, I mean, it, it hurts, but you know, I'm, I can sleep easy at night because I know a lot of the accusations of, you know, people saying, you know, I'm getting paid by the cops and I'm misleading people is, is, is untrue, you know, but yeah, uh, yeah it's, it's just really interesting to see, um, with, with, I, I, you know, I guess it's just the price of leadership, you know? Yeah, man. I mean, like I said, I posted in that comment that, 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 that chain but it's just like what do you want i mean groups, groups effective they raise money and they're doing good work i mean if you either do better applaud and you know applaud and follow do better or just sit down right yeah from yeah. my perspective well also man i meant to ask too just say well what i was getting to was how are how are you doing right i mean because I, i've gotten this a lot this uh lat, this week and last week right um and i think in, in very well-meaning way but just you you know, as a, as a, apart from being a leader of AJC, but just you as a black man, right? And mm. like, how do you, you know, I, I can start with me, like a lot of it, like anything else, I was, I was saddened by, by the events from last week, but you know, and, but on, well, I've told this to anyone who's asked me about it, like it's, it's, it wasn't a surprise, this to you, I mean, you know this as well as I do, this stuff's been going on for centuries. And it wasn't, if I got shocked about I me, mean, I couldn't be more shocked about this. Than I'd be shocked about Eric Garner or, you know, Mr. Ramos or any of the things that have happened in the last, last, you know, 400 years, right? It's all, we know the game, we know what's up. We know what the game is. And if you haven't been caught up in something before, then you're just lucky. And that's yeah. been the case for me. Right. Yeah. Um, but I'm aware of that. And every day is like a different, it's another turn of the, of the, of the table, if you will. And I take it, you know, I'm part of just trying to live your life in my case, live your life, you have a business and everything else. Like there's only so much you can, it's not diminishing anything that's, that's happened or has happened or will happen. But if you let it all in, it would break you down most likely. Right. Mm-hmm. Man. 
and that's from my my perspective. But you know, I don't know if you feel the same way. It's and you're, you're and you're directly in it, right? Like I'm I'm in it in the sense of I'm watching you know, I'm watch the news where we're council discussions and so on as part of our business. But you're in it, so I I mean I just wanted to, I was curious about your perspective. I know we were, when we uh, set up this this call or this talk for earlier this week. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's um it's a lot, you know, because you know, I, and I've kind of been comparing these these moments in time um, to an alarm clock. You know, um, for me, the alarm clock that made me realize that we have so much more work to do was Trayvon Martin. Um, it really got me engaged in um, this work, and it made me realize that I'm, I'll probably be doing this for the rest of my life. Um, and, and now, you know, I think for the country, the, the country's alarm clock was, you know, was, was, was George Floyd. So, um, and, you know, of course, as a black man, when I see um, not only black men, but black women, you know, black bodies um, taken so recklessly at the hands of police or, you know, road police, um, you know, it always takes a toll on us. But I think it's just a, 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 a sorrowing and somber reminder that we have so much work to do. We have so much work to do to get to a, a better world and a better tomorrow and, and better systems and, and things that are not dangerous and things that, you know, and create things that don't impede on black, um, you know, life, liberty, and happiness. So, you know, it's just really just trying to take all this um, a day at a time, you know, I mean, cause it's so much. That's it, man. That's yeah. That's why I tell people too. It's just, it's the most I can do is address the day and uh, you can get from there. Um, what about just, I mean, so this week, right. We had, we had a special called meeting council last night on Thursday. Um, just taking in a lot of the public comments or actually just taking public comments, about 340 people, I think signed up to speak six hours of testimony regarding, you know, just the interaction or the confrontations with APD, Allison Police Department, and protesters last weekend. Mm -hmm. And we'll love your thoughts on that. I know, I believe AJC had had some, had some policy positions, recommendations around that. And just love you just reiterate, reiterate those and share or share those. Yeah, you know, um, something we always wanted to do or ensure that the police department um, had was um, de-escalation tactics, right? Because we know that if they don't have those, if they don't um, have the training that educates them on how to properly de- de-escalate a situation, that's how you end up with situations like Mike Ramos and George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and, and countless others of, of people. Um, so that's something we, we've always pushed for. Um, but, but most recently, with all the things that have come to light, because of APD's culture of just um, racism and sexism and, and all the bad things, um, we realized that, um, one, uh, on one end of the spectrum, that the leadership of APD has to be held accountable for um, the department being the way it is. But then on the, on the, the, the furthest end of the spectrum is really just rethinking and reimagining um, a world without police, right? I think we have to really start having that conversation um, because we see the results when police interact with black people and people in general, but predominantly black people. Um, and now that's why you see this large um, and growing conversation of um, defunding police departments, right? And divesting from police departments to make sure 
um, we, we don't tackle public safety solely through the police department. Mm -hmm. um, public safety means people have better schools. It means, um, you know, people have better access to, to, to healthy food and, 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 and public health resources and things of that nature. So, uh, you know, I think, again, I, I really can appreciate um, this moment that we're in because I, I think we're taking the time out to grab, um, you know, this, this, this I, I, I don't know if you want to call it like a magnifying glass or a, a scope to really do the work and, and critically um, just kind of unpack and unravel, do we really need policing um, in today's society or do we need something else that can ensure people's safety um, and livelihood? Because what we know now to be true is that policing as we know it doesn't work. Um, it is not fair and not equitable. Um, so the fact that cities all across the country, including Austin, is looking at divesting from police departments um, and putting that money and putting those economic resources to other things is, is, um, is hopeful to me, at least. Mm -hmm. What, well, you know, I think something you're aware of this too, um, you know, our country, it seems just from, this is from history can really only handle one kind of big national conversation at a time. Right. It's, it just plays out that way. And I, you know, me personally, I'm, I'm very hopeful for the, the dialogues and conversations going on now, but I mean, and in my mind, ultimately it has to accumulate into, you know, like federal, you know, full like federal policy, in my opinion, right? Like full on the same way in the sixties, for example, you weren't going to have uh, these little black boys and girls going to elementary school, desegregating, desegregating in elementary school, unless there were federal marshals and troops walking them in to break, uh, you know, to break the, the color line, if you will. And both that, that took, you know, that took the federal government to, to enact something that a lot, or to break an institution, right? And figuratively speaking, break, oh yeah, figuratively and literally to break, break an institution, whether economically through funding um, and also policy, right? Um, and you will, you know as well as I do, it's not like it's, culture isn't easily unwound in these, so I mean, um, with, uh, in, in, any, in any group or institution, right? Especially the police departments. And, you know, it is something I think about just, I don't know what the solutions are, but ultimately this stuff can't, all that stuff, the protests and the uh, public comments and all the things that are, we've seen this last two weeks from the public and on social media has to lead to, you know, firm policy changes, right? At the top. And that's my, my personal opinion, just from, from looking at history. Um, but in your mind too, so you talk about defunding police departments, would you look at just, I mean, maintaining, in your mind's eye, we had that, is it maintaining some level of police presence for just, so, you know, for the enforcement of laws or full on something totally new on the drawing board? Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree. And, and again, when, when you talk about something on a drawing board, um, you know, I, I don't want to just keep going back to that point, but I, you know, I think that, I think that's where we are. Uh, and I, I think a lot of people have to understand that um, in this moment, we're finally having what seems to be a genuine conversation about trying to undo centuries um, of, of racist white supremacists doing, right? Like we're trying to really get to the root core, the root cause, of why these systems are inherently flawed. And you know, I know a lot of people don't want to hear this, but like that's gonna take a lot of time and it's gonna take 
a mass of people and a mass of um, political leaders that are willing to, to, to have that conversation and do the hard things necessary to make sure we can create and transform things um, that, that are truly equitable, things that are truly just. Um, and again, you know, I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how and where we take this momentum because I think it's, it's really either now or never. And I think how we move um, within the next six to 12 months is gonna be so critical um, to the foundation of this country. Um, it's either that we're going to um, pivot into a completely new direction that we've never seen before, or we're gonna stay um, content where we are and we're gonna just have more of the same in business as usual. So um, I, again, you know, I think this is a really unique opportunity to wipe the board clean um, and come up with some things and, and draw a new foundation and draw a new vision for tomorrow because um, again, you, you know, the whole country, all 50 states have some form of protest or riot. Um, and I think that speaks volumes to the levels of unrest um, that we have in the current system, that we have in the current um, you know, legal system, that we have in the current economic ebb and flow of, of how things go. So, um, you know, I, I'm excited that everybody is grabbing their, their erasers and their, and their wipes as we begin to wipe away the things that were never really good and that were never really um, put in place to benefit or to um, give justice to everybody. Like the system is set up for a particular demographic of people, a certain class of people. Um, and now I think we're having conversations about you know, literally, um, justice and liberty for all. And, you know, I think it's a very exciting time and all we have to do is capitalize and organize um, so we can create and build systems that work for everybody. Yeah, I like that. With that, let's segue to talking about the rally uh, this Sunday at Houston Tillotson University. It's the Black Austin rally in March for Black Lives. And, and I know, um, you know, when I, a rally had been planned last Sunday, I think the, on the 31st, um, again, canceled. And um, for, if you want, I know you addressed that in an article, but I'd love to just get, again, your, your points on why you canceled it then and what's changed and the goals, objectives for the rally this uh, Sunday on June 7th. Yeah, well, the, the, the rally that we canceled on last Sunday was, um, it was right after Saturday's protests and riots. And it was a lot of um, activity that was going on um, that led us to believe the organizers of the initial marching rally um, to think that black people, if they would have came out, would have potentially been put in harm's way. And, you know, you know, as a leader, it was a very hard decision to make um, because I, I know for a fact that our community, the black community in Austin, really wanted to come out and be a part of the moment and be a part of the movement, um, particularly at that time. Um, but I also could not ask people to come out as we're talking about, as we're protesting for, you know, the safety and well-being of black people and black bodies, and then ask them to come out and potentially be in harm's way because we know now that um, the black lady was shot in the stomach, pregnant lady was shot in the stomach with a rubber bullet and the two young men, uh, one black and one um, um, Latino, I believe, that was, you know, shot um, in the back of the heads and, 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 you know, both were hurt seriously. So, um, 
it, it is definitely a need and a time for people to be in the streets, but for the people that are affected most and for the people that this moment and that this movement is about, we have to protect them, you know? So in my job as a leader, as a community leader, um, that not everybody, um, but a lot of people um, support and, 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 and um, trust, I have to make that hard call, you know? So now the fact that we're at HT, um, we feel that that is a sacred space for Black Austin. We know how important and how imperative that institution is to, to the black community here. And we know that um, we can be safe there because we can, we can hold our own in our own spaces. Mm -hmm. And when we come out in mass, right? And when we come out in community, if we see anything that's not aligned with our values and, and our wishes and our demands and our wants, we can quickly nip that in the bud because people have to listen to us because this is our movement. This is our moment. So, um, you know, I think um, Sunday up, you know, Sunday's upcoming rally and protest in March is going to be probably one of the most beautiful things that Austin has ever seen. And I'm glad that we could um, finally and now have a, a safe space for people to come out with their family and with their, um, you know, kids, you know, elders and, and do this the right way. So, you know, um, it, it was always safety first and I couldn't ensure that um, as, as much as I wanted to, because I can't ensure it completely, but I couldn't ensure that um, in, in a large way, if we would have kept it last Sunday. I got you. And um, that we'll put the information about the rally in the show notes. I'm just posting it later, later today. Um, and post information about AJC as well. And then just lastly, Chaz, for those, for those folks out there who, who um, aren't familiar with AJC, I'd like to recap and tell people what AJC is. And then also how members of the public or anyone, companies included, can uh, support uh, the cause. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of ways, man. You know, we really, a lot of people, I guess are so confused because we really don't, um, solicit, you know, funds and donations. Um, because, you know, we personally don't believe that, um, black people should have to invest in the future and safety and well-being of black lives. Right. We think that, um, that, that honest is, is really, upon the people that are doing that harm and the people that contribute to that harm. So um, while I would love to say, you know, one way for the black community um, to engage with us is through money. And, you, you know, I'm not going to tell them to, to, to not donate, but, um, you know, th that is one way. But we rely heavily on donations from, uh, from you know, private foundations, um, from, from people that have the resources, the expendable resources, to donate, to make sure we can keep doing this work and sustain ourselves. Um, but also, you know, I, I do think it's important that black people donate and and um, have their economic support behind us because, you know, we are a black-led group that fight for black people. But again, that heavy lifting shouldn't be upon us, right? Um, and of course, just, you know, getting in where you fit in, right? For some people, it's policy work, uh, um, which is a, a, a key priority for us. Um, but we also understand that that's not for everybody. Some people are so disgusted with the system that they don't want to engage at all, which we get, which we like, we totally get that. And we, we respect that. And, you know, we're not going to try to convince people otherwise that this system can be fixed. Um, because I don't know if that's something that we even wholeheartedly believe, but we know we have to engage because our tax dollars go to the system mm -hmm. and the system is going to work with or without our engagement. So uh, we might as well be plugged into it as much as we can. Um, but, you know, we also do events. We have our Saturday school program that's for 
kids of color and mentors of color so we can um, educate them on and, and really affirm them that black is beautiful, black is dope, black is awesome, um, awesome and help them maneuver through this crazy life um, in a black body as safely and as, as best um, that they can. And, you know, we do things like Black Art Matters. You are a key, you know, supporter in that. I think you bought um, a, a piece of art every year that we've done it for the past three years. Yeah, man, they're on my wall now. Love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, we have, like, Black Food we, where we highlight and encourage people to go support Black businesses. So it's um, – one thing I like about AJC is, like, we're not just this one um, thing that, you, you know, we do this one thing. We have multiple platforms and multiple avenues to do whatever we want, and we think – um, to our core that it's going to take all that. It's not just a one-stop shop. We have to be willing to do almost everything to um, not only organize people, but to preserve and uplift Black voices, Black art, Black culture, Black heritage. So, um, so yeah, you know, it's, it's so many ways to get involved. And I would highly encourage, um, like I do many people and everybody, to check out our website, which is www.austinjustice.org and see um, the best way you can contribute um because we know it's not just us you know people um either lift me up as a leader and i'm i'm humbled by that um but everybody is a leader in our opinion right and the more people we have involved the more um, power we can have so it's just really about bringing your talents bringing your voice bringing your gifts to the movement so we can hit this thing um, from all fronts all right, Chaz, we'll let you back to your very important work and wish you much success this weekend. I'll see you out there Sunday. Uh, folks, this is Chaz Moore, the president and founder of Austin Justice Coalition. Thank you for your time. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to today's BG podcast. You can find this episode and prior recordings at www.binghamgp.com podcast and iTunes and Google Play. Subscribe to stay current on future posts.